0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 67 of Davidson and Reflections and Lessons on a Life Worth Living. So, yeah, I wanted to share with you uh, Dale Carnegie, who is one of the godfathers of personal development. He's made it quite a big impact in my life and uh, millions of other people's lives. Definitely someone who I aspire to, to be like. And uh, in my own way, contributing to the world and sharing his uh, tips for success. So today, I wanted to share with you a book by Dale Carnegie, who wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People. He wrote a book called How to Start Worrying and Start Living. So I wanted to share with you 10 passages that meant a lot to me and how you can incorporate that in your life. So number one, he wrote... Two men looked out from prison bars. One saw the the mud, the other saw stars. I read those two lines over and over. I was ashamed of myself. I made up my mind. I would find out what was good in my present situation. I would look for stars. I made friends with the natives and their reaction amazed me. When I showed interest in their weaving and pottery, they gave me presents of their favorite pieces, which they had refused to sell to Taurus. I studied the fascinating forms of the cactus and the yuccas and the joshua trees. I learned about prairie dogs, watched for the desert sunsets, and hunted for seashells that have been left there millions of years ago when what brought about this astonishing change in me? Mojave Desert hasn't changed, the Indians haven't changed, but I had. Uh, This was a story about a woman who um, it was dreading because she moved from a city that she was familiar with into the middle of the desert because of her husband's uh, job. And she was miserable. And um, she she had a mentor and read a, had a, heard a story about someone who was able to, you know, what really resonated with me was the one saw mud and others saw stars. It's the same situation, but really the perspective is what changed the reason why this resonated with me was there's been a lot of moments where i would complain about the pandemic and i'd be like oh my god this sucks you know I haven't been able to see my friends in a while and then on the other hand it's been the most beautiful time the most progress i've ever made in my life from being able to create my men's group because i was craving human connection to Honestly, having the best year financially I've ever had in 2020, you know, even though nine months of it was, um, you know, not in the office, which I consider to be one of my favorite places to be in the world, you know. So uh, number two, you would think that spending a year in bed would be a tragedy, but it, it won't be. You'll have the time to think and get acquainted with yourself. You'll make more spiritual growth in these next few months than you have made All of your previous life, I became calmer and tried to develop a new sense of values. This definitely resonated with me because, you know, during the pandemic, in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, this sucks. I was miserable. I was, you know, very sad. I I even, I'm not going to lie, I would say that I even went through some depression, but After a while, I really realized like, oh, maybe this is the time to release that book, to write that book that I always wanted to, which our book is releasing pretty soon, next Friday. So super excited to introduce to you that project. Um, But yeah, you know, I I started reflecting, journaling a lot more, reading a lot more, you know, when I told myself I didn't have the time to read. So I thought that was interesting. And... Number three, how many of you have ever sawed wood? Let's see your hands. Most had, most of them had. Then he inquired, "How many of you have ever sawed sawdust?" No hands went up. Of course, you can't saw sawdust, Mister Shedd exclaimed. "It's already sawed." And it's the same with the past. When you start worrying about things that are over and done with, you're merely trying to saw sawdust. Yeah, definitely been guilty as charged. Uh, (laughs) There's been so many moments in my life where something has happened and I'm still dwelling on the past. You know, the facts are, I'm not, we're not going to be in the office for a while, but yet I'm still thinking about reminiscing about the good old days in the office. It's like, as soon as I make peace and acceptance that we're not going to be in the office anytime soon, the quicker I can move on and start to create a life that I want. So uh, number four, worry is, is like the constant drip, drip, drip of a water and the constant drip, drip, drip of worry often drives men to insanity and suicide. How many of us think about money or getting promoted and not getting promoted as, as quick as we would like? Or we're thinking about, oh, I can't wait to buy the next house or oh, I can't wait to buy this next car. You know, I've been guilty of it. All of us have been guilty of wanting the next promotion. Oh, oh, I can't wait to get that mid-market account executive role instead of truly just being present and being able to appreciate what I currently have, which is truly an amazing job. Number five, look here, Jim Grant, how many fruit cars have you handled over the years? The answer, about 25,000. Then I asked myself, well, how many of those cars were ever wrecked? The answer was, oh, maybe five. And then I said to myself, out of the five of 20, 5,000. Do you know what that means? A ratio to 5,000 to one. In other words, by law of averages, based on your experience, the chances of 5,000 to one against one of your cars ever being wrecked. So what are you worried about? Then I said to myself, well, a bridge may collapse. Then I asked myself, how many cars have you actually lost from a bridge collapsing? The answer was none. Then I said to myself, aren't you a fool to be worrying yourself into?" into a stomach ulcers over a bridge, which has never yet collapsed over a train wreck, which the chances are 5,000 to one against it. Man, I've been guilty of this as well. You know, I, I, I think like, oh man, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get let go or, you know, I'm not going to hit my number. But the reality are the facts are in, the odds are in my favor. And the chance of me getting fired and the chances of me being let go are pretty slim you know i mean obviously there's still is a possibility but if i just look at the facts and i look at historical data you know there's a lot that is in my favor so something to think about you know how many times have you personally have thought about the future and it's like oh well what if you know what if i um default on my mortgage and things like this but at the end of the day i'm i've always been able to pay my bills and i've always been and it's trending positive. So there's no use in me continu- continuously thinking about how, oh, man, like I'm going to I'm going to get let go. I'm going to get fired because the facts are like it, there's been more times where it haven't has where that hasn't happened than when it has happened. Number six. And uh, hey, you're you're past the halfway point. So if you're still listening, kudos to you, man. <laughs> Uh, Please ping me if you have gotten anything out of this. would love to get feedback and how I can improve these, these conversations from takeaways from a lot of these amazing mentors in my life. Number six, do I tend to start putting off living in the present in order to worry about the future to yearn for some magical rose garden over the horizon? Number two do I sometimes embitter the present by regretting things that had happened in the past that are over and done with? Number three, do I get up in the morning determined to seize the day to get the utmost out of these 24 hours? Number four, can I get out of life by living in day tight compartments? Number five, when shall I start to do this? Next week, tomorrow, today? Yeah, this, this definitely resonates with me because for instance, I'm always thinking about, oh, I can't wait till I have four houses, a, a beach house in Charleston, a mountain house in upstate New York, and then a place in Manhattan, right? It's it's interesting because, uh, you know, I want five houses eventually, and then this house now will be a rental property. But it's like, dude, why can't I just appreciate this amazing house that I have? That's truly um, such a blessing. And I, I'm the first tenant in this house, right? Cause it's new construction. Like, why do I keep thinking about the future when, if I can truly make the most out of just experiencing this house day by day, my life is so much better. And number seven, ask yourself, what is the worst that can possibly happen? Number two, prepare to accept it if, as you have to. And then number three, then calmly proceed to improve on the worst, So this was a methodology and framework that he introduced. So it sounds counterintuitive, but when you think about what's the worst that can possibly happen, you actually realize that the reality is not as bad as you make it out to be when you don't process what these consequences. It's an interesting exercise, but it's done wonders for for my peace of mind. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And then number two is... Acceptance before we can truly move on, we have to we, we would need to accept the present moment. So, let's say I am not doing so well in my career, okay? How can I accept that? Okay, I haven't made the most or haven't had the best effort for this amount of weeks or whatever, how long the stump is, the slump is. Okay. And then once I accept it, then I could calmly proceed to improve. So that's an interesting exercise. Highly recommend it for everyone. Number eight. I recently had correspondence with Dr. Harold Habin of the Mayo Clinic. He read a paper at the annual meeting of American Association of Industrial Physicians and Surgeons saying that he made a study of 176 business executives whose average age was 44.3. He reported that slightly more than a third of these executives suffer from one of the three ailments peculiar to high tension, living heart disease, digestive tract ulcers, and high blood pressure. Think of it. A third of our business executives are wrecking their bodies with heart disease, ulcers, and high blood pressure before they even reach 45. What price of success? They can't even buy they, they aren't even buying success. Can any man possibly be a success who's responsible for business advancements with stomach ulcers and heart trouble? What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his health? Mm, that's deep. My interpretation of this quote is that, I mean, being someone who's in sales, I'm not going to lie, it's not the, the most stress-free job, but... You know, um, yeah, I do think there's instances where if I just have faith and trust in myself, everyone else around me, things always work out. There's no use in worrying. Like the less less I think about the future and just be present and just add massive value, the more successful I'm going to be. It's that simple. Number nine, I hope you're enjoying this so far. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. With which one was your favorite quote? Or you can post in the the, the comment section what what quote you enjoyed and resonated the most with you. Uh, thanks to Bias for letting me know that this helped inspire you and made your day. And uh, number nine, keep a diary. Uh, A diary in which you ought to record your triumphs and the applications of these principles. Be specific. Give names, dates, and results. Keeping such a record will inspire you to greater efforts. And how fascinating these entries will be when you chance upon them some evening years from now. That's so true. So yesterday I read my self-expression leadership program Um, notes about who I wanted to be, what impact I want to have in the world. And it was really cool to reflect in just a matter of less than two years, just the impact that I've had and the progress I've made in in that time. So um, yeah, reflection, I think is the key to happiness. The more we reflect, the more present we are to our accomplishments. And also you're able to acknowledge those who have made that possible. Last but not least, I want to end it with a quote From Abraham Lincoln. So he says, just for today, just for today, I will be happy. This assumes that what Abraham Lincoln said is true, that most folks are just about happy as they make their minds up to be happiness comes from within. It's not a matter of externals. Just for today, I will try to adjust myself to what is not try to adjust everything to my own desires. I will Take my family, my business, my luck as they come and fit myself to them. Just for today I will take care of my body, I will exercise it, care for it, nourish it, not abuse it nor neglect it, so that so it will be a perfect machine for my bidding. Just for today I will try to strengthen my mind. I will learn something useful. I will not be a mental loafer. I will read something that requires effort thought and concentration. Just for today, I will exercise my soul in three ways. I will do somebody a good turn and not get found out. I will do at least two things I don't want to do. As William Jane suggests, just for exercise, just for today, I will be agreeable. I will look as well as I can, dress as becomingly as possible, talk low, act courteously, be liberal with praise, criticize not at all, nor find fault with anything nor try to regulate, nor improve anyone. Just for today, I will try to live through this day only, not to tackle my whole life problem at once. I can do these things for 12 hours that will appall me if I had to keep them up for a lifetime. Just for today, I will have a program. I will write down what I expect to do every hour. I may not follow it exactly, but I will have it. It will eliminate two pests, hurry and indecision. And just for today, I will be unafraid. Oh, oh, just for today, I will have quiet half hour all by myself and relax. In this half hour, sometimes I'll thank God so that to get a little more perspective in my life. And lastly, just for today, I will be unafraid, especially I will be afraid I will not be afraid to be happy, to enjoy what is beautiful, to love, and to believe those I love, love me. If we want to develop mental attitude that will bring us peace and happiness, here is rule number one. Think and act cheerfully and you will feel cheerful. Thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate you. Check, check out my other 106 articles. Uh, love. Hopefully this gave you some inspiration and cheers everyone. Take care.